It's July 12, 2001. Color 10 anchor and reporter Melissa Moon is sent to cover a story about a 19-year-old woman, Amanda Morton. Morton, originally from Stratford, Missouri, has been missing for several hours. Relatives began distributing flyers all over town with her description. Amanda's parents, meanwhile, had been waiting anxiously by the phone to hear from their daughter or anyone who might know what happened to her. Her car was found just after 1 a.m. at the Highway 125 exit off I-44. Minutes earlier, Morton phoned her sister to tell her she had just been rear-ended. She also called the Highway Patrol to report the accident. A few minutes later, a Stratford officer found the abandoned vehicle and called Morton's parents. The main thing that I noticed that bothered me was the fact that her driver's license and her purse were right there on the front seat. That's not something she'd walk off and leave. Finding her car that way was, was weird. Main red flag is, of course, we have somebody that's uh, not around uh, within a probably five to ten minute time frame. Uh, nobody understands why it happened or, or, or anything else, and I mean, I'm angry about it. Not, not think that every every person is is nice. That there are there are some bad people out there. Told her to look up. She said, "Look where." I said, "Up there." When she looked up, I broke her neck. From Color 10 News and Ozarks Fox, this is Crime Traveler, a look back on criminal acts in the Ozarks and the news investigations that follow them. I'm Mike Landis. Melissa Moon, the Color 10 News reporter we mentioned earlier. I remember that case, and, it, and that's the one that kind of haunts you. Is now a reporter for WREG in Memphis. Three different law enforcement officers showed up there. She says she remembers pretty vividly the start of the investigation. You had someone from the Highway Patrol who showed up. You had someone from Stratford Police who showed up, an officer, and you had a, a Greene County deputy all showed up to the scene. Well, when they got there, the car door is open. I believe it was still running with the keys in it. Uh, her purse was still there. Her cell phone was gone. Investigators were stumped. Main red flag is, of course, we have somebody that's uh, not around uh, within a probably five to ten minute time frame uh, when she requested assistance and a police officer uh, uh, just happened onto the location. That night on scene, Moon interviewed Morton's mother. I'm just numb. Debbie Morton. I'm just going through the motions. Um, families come in and, and done the things that need to be done and kind of told us what to do, which has been real helpful. You just, you don't know what, how to react. You know, the only thing worse is when you have to go interview somebody who's, they already know their child's dead, but going to talk to them when they're, they just don't know what to do. They just don't know where to turn and you're trying to help them as much as you can. And, and you, you know, you have to do the interview because you want to get that information out there and, and help find her. Um, and you want to give them some kind of hope. Together, police and reporters work to inform the public about Amanda's disappearance. Witnesses later told officers they saw Amanda talking to a man beside her car, which was parked along the side of the road. Some of the uh, witnesses have indicated that uh, uh, they saw them very peacefully talking beside the car. 
Those witnesses came forward after hearing television reports about Amanda's disappearance. The manager of this Camdenton motel also saw a picture of Amanda on TV and told authorities a man and a woman fitting Amanda's description checked into his motel at around 5.30 Thursday morning and checked out two hours later. The hotel clerk also said the girl seemed very distraught. Thanks to that hotel manager, authorities obtained a license plate number. The name on file, David Zink. Four hours later, deputies with the St. Clair County Sheriff's Office arrived at Zink's house near Appleton City. He was home. Morton was nowhere to be found. Law enforcement had their man. He was asked to come in for questioning, and he came in of his own free will. I believe it was that the, the next day, um, um, a source called and told me that they, they had found her body. It was at 4 a.m., six hours after Zink was taken into custody, that investigators recovered Amanda's body from a shallow grave in a cemetery just five miles from Zink's home. That was just heartbreaking. 36 hours after Amanda Morton was abducted, David Stanley Zink was arraigned in St. Clair County on charges of first-degree murder and armed criminal action. During the hearing, Zink said he wanted to represent himself and requested a speedy trial. And then to find out that this was, um, Someone who was a convicted rapist and that he'd only been out of prison a few months. And at the time, we're told that this was probably just a crime of opportunity, that at some point he saw her and started following her, whether it was from Springfield um, to and followed her all the way to Stratford and waited for his opportunity. I believe in during the trial that one of the victims from his, one of the previous cases said that He'd done the same thing where he he followed her in his car and she was so shaken up that she pulled over to the side of the, of the road and he came up and put a knife to her neck. About a month after Morton's body was discovered, Zink offered to tell St. Clair County deputies everything he had done. All he asked for in return was a pack of cigarettes. No, I actually kind of told her to get in trouble, so... She didn't really have much of a choice in that matter. Zink told authorities, sure enough, he'd hit Amanda's car that night. He admitted it was then that he took her to the motel in Camdenton, where he says he realized his only options were going back to jail or getting rid of a witness. He admitted to raping her. Finally, he admitted to driving her to that cemetery, tying her to a tree and killing her. If I think that you're going to pose a threat to my freedom, it's set in my mind that I will eliminate you. On July 19, 2004, three years after Amanda's death, a jury hears the whole thing. I was saying, well, which is the best way to do this, the fastest way, probably easiest way to break her neck. So I told her to look up. She said, up where? I said, up there. When she looked up, I broke her neck. They're not being dead. So I said, well, that's when I decided, well, I'll cut her spinal cord and neck. Yeah. You ain't gonna live through that. At the end of the videotape confession, the deputy asked a question that emotionally affected not only Morton's family, but also the jurors in the case. Uh, did the man say anything before she died? You mean before she died? Before she died, when you had her out there at the cemetery and tied her up, had she said anything or uh, uh, you know? What was her last word? Yeah. Mom. 
Zing's trial went on for 10 days. We, the jury, having found the defendant, David Stanley Zink, guilty of murder in the first degree of Amanda L. Morton, now assess and declare the punishment at death. As a woman, when something like that happens, it makes you more aware of your surroundings and what you're doing and self-protection and how you would protect yourself and being more alert when you're driving, what's going on around you, who's behind you. So I, I'm, I know that was a lot of that was going on in the community. And this was such a young girl. Um, who had, you know, her whole future ahead of her. And it was just really heartbreaking that this happened to her. And she, the church was packed with kids for her funeral. It was just a real heartbreaking story. Following Morton's death, authorities saw more and more encouragement to develop a system capable of alerting the public to similar abductions. And any abduction, 24 hours is critical. Try, trying to do whatever can be done within a very short period of time is, uh, brings you the greatest chance of success. And while it would take time to get the new system up and running, eventually the Amber Alert would come to be. On July 15, 2015, David Zink was executed by lethal injection. His death followed Amanda's by 14 years and two days. Crime Traveler is a Color 10 News and Ozarks Fox podcast. For exclusive video from the Color 10 News archive related to this story and others, go to ozarksfirst.com slash crime traveler. Our producer is Tony Wynn. Our executive producer is Colin Lingo. Our research team is Eric Reedus and Lisa Hamlin. And I'm Mike Landis. Thank you for listening.